I would say knowing your audience and like who you're actually speaking to is super important uh, and staying true to that just because it can be very easy to start to like shift the type of content you make um, trying to impress like people within your same field uh, and not necessarily the people who you should be speaking to. Um, so I would say that's probably one of the biggest things. Uh, and then also ensuring that like whenever you do put out a video, um, with the way that like social media is now, you really need something that's going to like hook people in that first few seconds. Um, so making sure that you have those like good hooks to like get people actually watching the video to begin with. Uh, and that was something I always did. Um, even with my initial videos, like I would try and say something just like super out there, like silly to start the video off, yeah. like. I don't know, like, like glutes as big as like, you know, like a bait, like grow glutes, like a bakery or something like that. It's something dumb, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to, just to get people like watching the video um, or commenting on it. Um, so any way that you can like boost engagement in that sense, like make it fun and enjoyable, uh, I think is, is super important. Um, and then also just making content you enjoy too, um, because it, it can wear on you for sure. Mm. Um, and even if I do enjoy the type of content I do make, just the amount of it that I make and post like on a daily basis or like having to do it every day wears on you. So like if you can make it a bit more enjoyable in any way or fashion, that's so important. Yeah. Again, like sustainability. Hey everyone, we're here on the podcast with JP Gallardo uh, at JPG Coaching on Instagram and TikTok. He's uh, in here uh, getting tattooed by Deanna for the next couple of days. We're excited to talk with him. Do you yeah. want to kind of like introduce who you are? How's it going? Uh, I am JP Gallardo. I own JPG Coaching, which is what most people know me by. They call me JPG. But I basically post fitness tips, I do online coaching, I have training teams, and that's kind of the scope of everything I do on social media, um, just fitness-related stuff. Yeah, he's, a, he's an influencer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that yesterday, too, how I just feel so weird being called an influencer because I don't really see myself as one. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people don't know, like, I was on social media for a long time prior to that and posting mm -hmm. a lot to, like you know, my collective, you know, like 500 followers or whatever. Um, yeah. Cause I remember me and my wife literally celebrated like a thousand followers, like 2000 followers, you know, so we went cool. to like dinner yeah. for that. Right? Yeah. Um, because when you start like a business page from like zero, it's just very it's gratifying. Tough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Especially with like Instagram. Um, it wasn't the most, uh, it wasn't the easiest I should say to really like build a following with yeah. no like support from like bigger accounts. Uh, it, yeah, until they introduce reels, that is, because now like you can like scroll and like find people that way. But like mm -hmm. back in, you know, like 2018, 2019, when I like first started like posting on social media, it wasn't really like that. Yeah. Um, it was more like carousel type stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, even, mm -hmm. even now, like Instagram, like just in the past couple of years has started to like on your home screen, like introduce you to new accounts, mm -hmm. but it didn't used yeah, to yeah. be like that. It used to be no. like only people you followed. So it was really hard to like yeah. find new people, but now you're up to. Almost half a million followers on Instagram and almost something five like million that. followers yeah, yeah. on TikTok. Like 40 something, yeah. like four, so, four million on yeah. TikTok. So big, big audience, way more than a thousand for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Do you get asked fitness questions at the gym and stuff a lot? Yeah, I do. I remember um, specifically there was uh, just last week or so, um, there was a guy who was a, like a big fan of the gym and I have a gym basically like right across from my house uh, and I went there, I had like maybe 40 minutes to go workouts. So I was like, I'm going to go like get a really quick workout in um, and just like crush it. And I go in and then I end up talking to this dude for probably like 15 minutes just because like, yeah. you know, I feel bad. Um, yeah. I mean, I never met him before. And like, I know that it's like a big deal when like you see somebody who you 
like see online it's just like what are you doing here you know like and if it's gonna make somebody's day even if it like takes me like half my workout like i can always like do my workout like on another day or whatever like get those other exercises in yeah yeah Yeah. because i know that's like a special thing um so we ended up just like chatting um and i don't mind like because i was telling you the other day that if someone asked me a fitness question, I will tend to start to like ramble yeah. um, and just like, you know, like give every like little nuanced detail about their question. Um, and maybe it's more than they're asking for, but, you know, hopefully they got something out of it. Yeah. That's cool that you genuinely, it seems like you just genuinely love helping people. I enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think that that's like one of the biggest things that I stress because uh, I have a lot of like new coaches, like just asking me like for advice as to you know, how do I like become a coach? And I always say like first and foremost like if you don't actually like care about helping people then you're probably not going to make it very far because it can definitely mm-hmm. be very trying at times um if you're not like patient and understanding like where that person is coming from because i feel as a coach like you yourself are now like this expert in your field right so the questions that you might think are like oh common sense or whatever are not at all for like the average person. So you kind of have to like take 10 steps back and like put yourself in their shoes. Um, and once you do that, then it's like, oh, okay, like you're, you put yourself in a position to really want to like help and like, you know, be empathetic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and quick little anecdote. So, so we worked out last night at the new, uh, absolute recomp and, uh, JP probably got approached like no less than 10 times to take pictures and everything. And I, I like, I should, you know, he was like the nicest person to everyone. Like you told everybody <laughs> you look good. And it was like genuine too. It's like, I, and I think that's really cool to see. And I, we, I bet that made their day. Yeah. I, I hope so. Like, it always does, like, feel good. Like, it's very, like, I don't know, it's humbling. I'm sure it happens, like, you guys, too. We were talking about, like, when you guys go to, like, conventions and stuff. I'm sure you have a million people just coming up and just like, oh, I love your work, you know, uh, taking pictures. And I'm sure it makes your day, too, just because people appreciate, you know, the hard work that you put into, like, everything here. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and we – so we just had Bobby on the podcast. He just won Ink Master. And so we were talking yeah. about it with him, but – like, I feel like when you meet somebody like that, it's so impactful when you just like have a second to like mm-hmm. see how they are like in real life in person. And you, and, and, you know, being on the other side of that, you have like just that moment to like either like really like reinforce their perception of you or like tear it down <laughs> completely, which you never yeah, want to do, obviously. No, exactly. You know? well, well, it's the saying like never meet your heroes, right? Yeah. Uh, but there are some like very genuine, nice people. And then some people that you would meet that kind of just like, you know, shy away from any kind of conversation you're like okay maybe they're having a bad day or maybe this is just what they're like um so if i'm having that you know five minute interaction with somebody i want to give off like a genuine impression of who like i really am yeah uh, and not like put this like perception of like something different in their head because it's a very quick interaction and that makes everything yeah Yeah. and yeah yeah i've had experiences too where like i've 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 met people and it might have been their off day Mm -hmm. and it stuck with me for years. I think yeah. of like people I met like 10 years ago where I'm like, man, like it wasn't the best interaction. And, and I never ever want to do that to mm-hmm. somebody too. And I know exactly what you mean. Like you want to give them their all. And you were saying a, a minute ago too, like that's, you could be making somebody's day just by talking to them and, you and could be really making somebody's year. year. Dude. Yeah. 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 And especially like, uh, you know, you're from Virginia, but like, 
you didn't let anybody know you were coming out here. So like for somebody to be in Dallas, they're like, what the fuck is th- is that JPG? Yeah. You know, like that's, that's so cool. Well, even when I'm uh, back home, I have to have that perspective too, just cause people are just like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, actually that's true. Cause I <laughs> yeah. did not know that you were from Virginia. Yeah. I yeah. thought you were from Cali or something. They, they yeah. always assume I'm from like California. Cause that's like, where all like the fitness influencers live or even like here in Texas. Yeah. Now this is becoming like a new like hub of yeah. fitness, yeah. like mm-hmm. alpha land and everything. Yeah, and Jim's like absolute recon opening. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, I admire that about you guys. I feel like it's kind of like hard to be on all the time because it's like that story that you just told like when you only have 40 minutes. Like imagine if you're having a shit day like dog just just yeah, yeah, yeah. peed on the carpet or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, he like, definitely had just peed on the carpet. Like, literally that's why I had like an hour. Um because I was I had like, you know, a lot of time prior to that, but then I was like, oh, I got to take out the dogs and then like I took them out, brought them back inside, immediately pooped on the floor and I was like, all right, well now I've got like less time, but yeah. you know, it, it's all part of it. It's just like life and I don't want to let like the little like dumb things in my life affect somebody else's day. Um, cause like, just cause I'm having a bad day doesn't mean someone else should. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my wife actually really like it kind of bugs her sometimes. Cause like we could be like, you know, just like we're married, like we're going through a little, like whatever, like arguing about a restaurant and then somebody walks up and then immediately like, it, I just like turn on, like flip that switch and I'm like, Oh, Hey, like, how's it going? It's <laughs> like, we were just having a little like spat or something yeah. a second ago. And she's just like, all right, like yeah. you know, yeah. or I'll be like posting on like social media, like everything's like okay, and she's just like, oh, I hate that. But it's just like I, the way I explain it to her is like, I get it, like, but it's also part of the job. Like, I'm not gonna like project that onto like like social media or like yeah. other people, right? Yeah. It, is she? Is she and you? Are you both kind of used to it by now? How long have you been getting recognized? Um, I think it's been like going on three years now, like coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I started maybe early 2021 it was that things started to really like take off. Uh, so yeah, like over two years, uh, at least, yeah. uh, I don't know that I'm really like used to it now because, uh, yeah, I was telling you that uh, the other day when we were at the gym and everything that I don't really leave the house. Uh, so when I do, it's a whole thing. Uh, I don't go to like big events often. Uh, and when I do like meet people out and about, it's just a handful. But when I go to like expos and stuff like that, it's like kind of mind blowing to me. Uh, I remember the very first like kind of almost like this format I did, but at a college, I, I expected maybe like 50 people to be there. They didn't really explain to me like the extent of like, how many people like, were going to be yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. This is at, um, UCR, I think like a year or so ago, uh, or maybe two. And, I walk into the room and there's literally like 500 people there and I'm just like, oh. they're there for you. Yeah. Like they're all wow. there. Just to like hear me like answer like questions, like in a Q and a kind of like interview yeah. style. And That's I'm just so like, cool, dude. Oh shit. Like this is yeah. like real. Like, cause I, I know how many followers I have, but to see like even like a small fraction of that and like front of you and like they actually like care and like support you. It's just like, I was about to like cry, like walking out there. I was like, Oh, like, <laughs> okay. so cool. uh, how did, and I'm sure like there's lots of people too that are wanting to know, even, uh, you know, I'm curious, very curious myself mm-hmm. when you got to that point of getting a video viral and being yourself, like, what do you feel like is the equation for something like that to go viral? And when did that happen for you? Like, what did you do for that? Yeah. So I always tell people to just be 
I don't know if there's like a certain formula. I think that once you find your own little niche within like your posting, um, that you guests can find like your own formula. Um, you can also just like copy someone else's style too. Um, like that's what I tell people. Like if you see a really successful like formatting style of like posting within the same niche, like as long as you're not like copying it word for word yeah. and the information in that post, you can still follow like the same format. And it's basically a proven concept at that point. Um, so that's an easy way of going about it. Uh, for me personally, I kind of just tried a little bit of everything along the way. Um, for what I found worked really well though. It wasn't anything like, I guess, you know, like novel or anything like that. It was just doing duets um, and involving mm. like other creators on TikTok. Because um, then it's a lot more interesting. I guess it's kind of like the subway surfer effect for people. You know what I mean? Um, you have two things to look at. So I would basically just like as an online coach be like reviewing like workouts, exercises, nutrition, stuff like that um, on TikTok and using that to just like bounce my ideas off of. Um, and that's kind of what really took off for me. But funny enough, I, I really didn't even want to be on TikTok um, just because everything that I knew about it at the time and like, I don't know when this was like 2019, 2020. Um, I was like, oh, this is like a children's dancing app. Like, yeah, I right. Yeah, I didn't really. I was like, this is not a serious business yeah. app um, or at least I didn't see it as what yeah. it could be at the time. Um, so what really like kickstarted for me was like my wife was a big influence. She was really pushing me to get on there because um, she like saw the value in that. Uh, and I posted like a stupid little like cat video. Um, of like my in-laws cats at their house, like doing the, you know, cat stuff. Mm -hmm. And that got like 150,000 views. And I was like, that's all the views that I've gotten on Instagram in the past, like three Ever. years, yeah, right. you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, uh, there's something to this. Yeah. So as soon as that happened, I basically just went like full tilt with like posting on there. And that was when I was making anywhere from like 15 to like 30 posts in a day. Um, because now I had an in audience. A day? Yeah. So with TikTok, like, I mean, you guys know you can like, you know, make video replies to comments yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And as soon as you post a fitness video, you get, you know, a hundred fitness questions. So I would just go through every video and just like start picking every question and just doing as many as I could in a wow. day. Wow. Um, and I did that for probably like a good year and a half, like just really consistent, like everyday posting, like as much as I could. Uh, and then I, I dwindled that down a little bit because I was like, this isn't necessarily sustainable. Um, so I had like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I had like a five posts a day rule and then that went down to three on there. Um, and then I still try and post in there as like much as I can. Like the days that I have a little bit less work, I'll still do the same thing. Go through like all the comments and questions and just try and like do as many as I can. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, and it seems like you don't have to like build this whole production. You don't have to have lights. You have, it's, it's just duetting and mm -hmm. having their video in the background yeah. and talking to the camera. It's, it seems, I mean, not saying it's just that it's way more than that, but I'm saying that like people who are like, well, you know, I don't have a production crew. I don't have all of this. Like if you're just like yourself and you know what you're talking about, I mean, that's, you don't need all this extra stuff. I feel like on TikTok especially like people almost want that. That's yeah. like a little bit more like, um, yeah. Un unedited, like a little bit more raw, you know? Yeah. A lot of the, yeah. the content that I try to put out is it's a bit more like conversational. Um, yeah, I try to make it just feel like, you know, I'm maybe your coach and we're just like talking on FaceTime or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. a little bit more personable, yeah. which is what I've always tried to do because coaching is such a personal thing. So if people like you as a person, then, you know, they're more likely to hire you as a coach. For sure. Yeah. And it's and we talked about it a lot on the past couple episodes. I feel like it's the same thing with like tattoo artists because 
there are a million coaches out there and nowadays you're getting to the point where there's like a lot of really awesome tattoo artists out there but like at the end of the day if you connect with somebody if you like them that's who you're gonna like train with so so when you said you were posting like 15 times a day for like a year and a half what was your growth like during that time like was it it was like it, it almost was an overnight thing um if you like had no perception of like me posting in the years prior to that um or no like knowledge of that then you would see that as overnight but i was also posting on instagram three times a day at one point and that went on for a few years too um and like i said i was like maybe getting like 22 like if i got 100 likes on a post that was a good post yeah you know yeah. um that was like a really good post for me uh, but I always tell people you don't really need a huge following, um, like to be an online coach or even like with tattooing, right? Like if you have a million followers, like a million people aren't getting tattooed. Uh, yeah. so yeah. if you have at the time I had, um, like, I think at my peak before, like things like exploded, I had like maybe 3000 followers on Instagram. Um, but I was still running like a successful, like online coaching business through that because if I have 3000 followers and I have a hundred online coaching clients, like that's paying the rent uh, yeah. at that point yeah. already. Yeah. Um, and then TikTok just basically helped to like amplify that and find like other like sources to like market myself, like my training teams now and stuff like that. Um, making it, uh, you know, the workload is still like high, um, but just with other like avenues now versus just one-on-one -on -one coaching. Cause I used to sit there for literally like 10, 12 hours, like a day, like four times a week, like throughout like the week. And I would finish like my check-ins for like basically all hundred clients. And then as soon as I was done. The, the next round of check-ins came in. Yeah. So yeah. it was like a constant thing. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I feel like what you've done with your, your teams and your training programs, it's like a lot more scalable. And so it lends yeah. itself to have like millions of eyes on your stuff. Cause like there's, you can, I mean, I'm sure the teams, there's some kind of a cap, but with online programs, like you can sell as many of those basically as, as people want to buy them, you know? Yeah, for sure. My, my biggest thing though, is that I'm, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Um, so I think that I kind of held my back, my held myself back in that sense because, uh, I didn't want to put out any kind of programs initially. So there was like a, almost like a year between me, like growing this like big, like TikTok account where I didn't really have any like static programs that people could just like buy. Yeah. Um, and I totally should have. Um, just because I was like, oh, I need to put together like the perfect program. And like saying that like sounds so dumb because anybody who knows like fitness knows there's no such thing really as yeah, a perfect right, program right. anyways. Um, so I, I think like a message I would tell to like people is like if if you have like a good idea of what you're doing, you're confident in your abilities, just like put it out there in the world because like you're always going to want to put something better out later anyways. So you may as well put out what you can to like the best of your ability like right now because um, it's probably going to help people out anyways. Yeah. That goes for like all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that definitely applies with tattoo artists because yeah, I and I talk to tattoo artists about this. It's like you, you're not tattooing three tattoos, 15 tattoos a day a lot yeah. of the time. So a lot of times you might only have like two tattoos to post in a week. And so like, if, if you're not posting those, then you're just not getting your stuff out there as often enough. So, but at the same time, I feel like art, especially like it's subjective. It's kind of like fitness. Like there's no such thing as a perfect tattoo. So like if you're your own, if you're looking at your own tattoo, like you're going to beat yourself up about it. So I feel like if it's like, and maybe if it's like 80, 90%, like that's a good rule of thumb to like, you know, be able to post yeah. it and just, just getting past that block of like, it's never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. You're never going to do the perfect tattoo, but that's, it's important to get your stuff out there if you want to grow, you know? 
Yeah, and have people that you trust, you know, that you can always bounce ideas off of and be like, hey, is this, like, cool? You know, like, yeah, do you think this for is sure, good dude. or what? Like, yeah. Because, like you said, like, you get that paralysis by analysis and you just don't want to, like, put anything up. Uh, and I still feel that sometimes where I'm just like, is this post even, like, good enough to, like, go up? Uh, and then I'll just, like, now at this point just send it, like. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. And I also want to talk about, too, what I love about your post because I was the one who actually told Colton about you. Yeah. Um, while back ago because i was just on tiktok more it doesn't look like it now but i used to work out a lot um and i loved your posts um one because it really just you're so knowledgeable um but also you weren't tearing people down who weren't maybe doing something correctly and there's so much uh fitness influencers or just like there's there can be a bad rep sometimes in the fitness community that makes people afraid to go to the gym and makes people afraid to put themselves out there, post videos and stuff. And to have somebody just be like, Hey, like encouraging, this is how like you can do it. That'll be more efficient or better and, and not making someone feel bad about what they're doing. Yeah. That's, I felt like at the time was rare. I appreciate find. that. Thank you. Yeah. I, it's funny you mentioned that because I was talking to Colton the other day and I do feel like initially when I first started posting on TikTok, um, or maybe I was talking to someone else about this, but, uh, I felt like that I wasn't doing a good job of that. Mm. Um, and I was speaking very matter of factly, mm. um, even though it was with like the best intentions to like help people out, make things less confusing in the gym. Uh, because I had never really spoken in front of a camera like that before. Um, because on Instagram, it was really mostly just, you know, like, captions right i'm just typing stuff out right. so finding that speaking voice um and finding but a you way have a to, great speaking voice oh, thank by the you. way it's like <laughs> i appreciate it, yeah that. Even, even like when i met you in person or talked to you more in person yesterday it was like dude this guy could be on a podcast yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> here we are no, this, this, this is all stuff that i feel was just kind of like practice yeah over time because i mean anything that you do like every single day multiple times a day you're gonna get better at uh, and I hate going back to like watch my old videos now because I'm just, I didn't have that same like, you know, tone in my voice and like the way I spoke, like the inflection, it wasn't as like empathetic and like compassionate as I felt like I could have been. So my content kind of evolved over time, uh, as I continued to make those videos. And I feel like I improved in that sense and making it a bit more like empathetic and like more like genuine to who I really was. Cause it was very like matter of fact, like that exercise isn't good for the back, like because of this and this and this. And it's just like, you know, yeah. I, some people could take that a certain type of way, but I was like, mm -hmm. well, the way I do it with my clients is I'll typically make it a little like compliment sandwich, you know? So it's like, oh, you made a mistake on this, but you're doing really, really good with these things here. So, but let's try and improve that in this way um, for next time. But like, great job overall, you know? Yeah. That's so what something I've like noticed. that. Yeah. 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 That, that's what I saw. I think, I mean, at least for me and I'm sure so many people out there it seems like you're doing a great job i appreciate that, that. thank yeah. you yeah was that was it kind of like intimidating like because you because in a sense you were like critiquing other people's videos at the beginning was that like kind of intimidating when you didn't have a large following or did you ever have people like getting pissed at you or like oh, all the time yeah, yeah, yeah my wife um really didn't like that um but me personally i have a very thick skin <laughs> so oh your wife didn't like other people getting pissed at you yeah. yeah just because like i would i would say these things like not from the perspective that i'm trying to like you know attack somebody or anything like that but the thing is like if you're talking about anything and like you know in any sense of improvement some people are going to take that personally and be like oh like he's telling me i'm doing something wrong so i've had plenty of people over the years that like 
we got yeah, really upset and like emotionally attached to like certain exercises. Um, so then it would become like a personal thing to them. And I would and usually like, it's funny cause now a lot of those people who, you know, may have been upset prior, um, like I would just talk to them and be like, Hey, like explain like my situation and stance as to like why I'm even saying those things. And usually we could find some kind of like common ground. Um, so you'd actually like reach out to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of times I'll like, we'll just talk and I'm friends with like a lot of those people now. So <laughs> it's usually not that deep. Like I don't take social media like that seriously. I don't think anyone should take anything like super personally. Um, but also, yeah, like don't be like an asshole on social media either. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but it, And especially, especially you have to have thick skin too, to do that in the fitness yeah. community, I feel, because everybody has lots of opinions mm -hmm. about what you're doing. Yeah. I'm sure you in know? your guys' industry too. Like, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Especially do, being that it's subjective, like, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Much, yeah. I, 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 I mean, especially in the fitness community when there's like, there's so many people that are like, oh, here's like some cool hacks and da, da, da. then you have people who actually know what they're talking about. And then you have people who have like tried their own thing. And it, it I feel like there's just so many more opinions and people who yeah. are just so matter of fact, more so than the tattoo community. Well, so like to be able to do what you do and have to deal with like all yeah, of that. The scrutiny. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like in the tattoo, cause I was, I was thinking about your, your format with the videos and how mm -hmm. you do that stuff. And like, almost like critique and teach people, you yeah. know? And I was thinking like in the tattoo community, I, I, I can see how that would be really like poorly received, especially if you're not like a top level artist. Yeah. And now like Deanna's at the point where she does a lot of teaching. Like she actually did like a critiques video recently where she like basically was like, Hey, like if you want me to critique something like yeah. send me your tattoos. And so that advice was like solicited, but I was just imagining like if you were to just go and like <laughs> talk Take about people's, people's tattoos. tattoos, it would probably like, not go over well you yeah. know maybe maybe now that you're who you are but uh, but anyway i was just thinking like if you were doing that to start out and to like to build your following and to post that much a day like that would be really difficult so i can imagine it was kind of weird for you at the beginning doing that yeah because i mean people didn't know who i was so they were just like who is this like asian kid like talking as an authority like online uh mm -hmm. and also i wasn't really posting like my physique at the time and unfortunately like people not unfortunately but like people put a lot of stake into like what somebody looks like, of course, mm. um, even though that doesn't necessarily like correlate like with their knowledge. Um, Cause there's a lot of huge people out there that like might not have necessarily gotten there because of like what they know, but like their work ethic, their genetics yeah. and whatnot. Um, and of course, like they have some level of knowledge, but like, is it like really sound um, yeah. or are well, you just saying stuff and yeah. vice versa? <laughs> yeah. Like um, squat university, I think is a good example. Like that guy does not look like he's like a power lifter, but like he's, he's like a genius, you know? Um, I don't know how you feel about them, but I mean, we've made some posts together. There's some things that I would like, you know, agree and disagree with like, just yeah. like any other yeah. like person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. And, and what's your like education too, behind what you know? So you, it's funny. We were you know also know? talking about this yesterday too. I was like, man, this is all podcast stuff right here. Yeah. <laughs> but so I went to school for exercise science. Um, mm. and I basically did like most of school. Um, and then I ended up leaving in my senior year. Um, I didn't really want to do like the unpaid internships and stuff like that. And by my junior year, I was already certain like this was what I wanted to do. Uh, I'd already started at that point um, to some extent. So I was basically doing like free online coaching for a lot of people. Uh, and then it, it just kind of evolved from there to going, you know, like, oh, here's like a $10 program, a $15 program, a $30 program as I built more confidence in what I was doing. Uh, and once I knew that I had like a good concept in mind for what I wanted this like business model to look like. I was like, why am I still here? 
Uh, so I ended up leaving, um, which my parents were not very happy about. Um, and you know, I, I can totally understand that. They're like, you're so close to finishing. Why would you not just do that? But I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew that if I was going to get it done and like actually make it successful, that I needed to invest all my time into that. And I didn't really see how I could do that with, you know, supporting myself with like multiple jobs and then also doing like school and an internship on top of that. Yeah. Um, it just didn't really like seem feasible to me at the time, um, to like be able to split all that up, um, into like, you know, like four different, like things throughout the day that basically took up a full, like, you know, 28 hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah. I left at that point and I was basically working like anywhere from like two to three jobs at a time for like, you know, uh, at least a couple years. Um, and, Basically, like right before TikTok, I was still working as like a manager at GNC and also doing like my coaching as well. Um, so it was doing those two things like pretty consistently. And this is all coming from like your post about like my education <laughs> or uh, your question about my education. But yeah, it, it all just kind of moved from there. Like once I had the business like idea in mind and what I wanted to do, I was like, I'm out of here because I wasn't really the biggest fan of school. And I feel like I learned more outside of school than I did while I was there just because it wasn't specific most of the time. I, maybe, you know, 10% of the classes were like really specific to what I wanted to do as an online coach and like exercise mechanics. Uh, and maybe if I'd done something like a bachelor of like interdisciplinary studies and got to kind of like pick my own classes a little bit more, um, I would have had more fun with that because I do toy with the idea of like going back to school now um, and just having fun um, in a sense. Uh, and looking at it through like a different lens now yeah. uh, and just doing it like purely just cause I like, I think it would be fun to like learn more about certain subjects, like even things that aren't necessarily like fitness related, but like business. Yeah. So yeah. 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 You seem like you enjoy learning. I do. Um, but only the stuff that I really like, like I will fall asleep with like anything else. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause I mean, you're, you're a fitness coach, but you, own your own business, right? So there are like a lot of other things that go into that. And then you're, yeah, you get into marketing and social media and it's like, it's, it's similar to tattooing. It's like, you know, it's like you got, you have a job, but like there are so many things that go in with it too, that you've, mm -hmm. that you've got to tackle. Yeah. Do you do it all yourself or do you have any people you hired to help? Uh, I have an accountant. Um, but otherwise that's, that's about it. So the, I have hired a videographer in the past, um, which I did find helpful for a time. Like the videos were definitely much better quality, but otherwise like, I show up and people are like, oh, is like your team on the way? And I'm like, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just me. Bro, my whole team <laughs> like, is here. Oh, wait, yeah. let me get him. It's my tripod. Like, yeah. He's yeah. right here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much just been me. Um, and we were also talking about that the other day and how like you don't need like a huge production or anything like that um, for really any kind of anything because it's better to just put the content out in the way that you can, like the best fashion you can. And I've talked to my buddies about getting like nicer cameras and stuff. And they're like, dude, if you're not a videographer, like that stuff won't really help you that much. Cause if you don't know how to like film and edit, like what is that really going to do for you buying like a $3,000 camera? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't know how to use it. So yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I bet it's hard work though. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the stuff that's hardest for me is like you said, like the business end of things, um, just because nobody like teaches you like this stuff, like they don't have a high school class for this, which I think they should, um, even just for like taxes, yeah. uh, because yeah. why are, why are you making that so confusing? Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All this like business stuff, like the little loopholes, like the government makes you go through, like I'm on the phone with my accountant, like every other week, just cause she's like, Oh, like there's these forms. And like the only way to get these forms in is to call this number and they redirect you here. And I'm just like, well, thank you for, uh, dealing uh, with that for me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I have no idea, idea what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, just for a question that I'm sure everybody wants to know too. And then I want to get into like D and D and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. Cause there's so much more like about you too, than fitness. Yeah. Um, but what is, what is your routine now? What's your workout look like on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Just like basis? a full like day. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I'm typically more of a night owl. So I get a lot of my work done, like, you know, in the evening after the sun sets, that's kind of when I feel the most productive. So mm-hmm. typically like first thing in the morning, uh, that's when I look to kind of get like my content ideas out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, or I was telling Colton the other day that I'll just like figure it out when I'm at the gym, but I know that I have to make some kind of content. Um, so that's kind of like first and foremost in my mind. Um, just because I see that as like part of the business routine at this point, And it always like has been like, that's been like a rule people are always like how do you post so much i'm like dude like you clock in at your job like you have duties that you have to do every day right yeah. that's like my business rule um i have to get that stuff done mm-hmm. um same thing with like i have to reply to like my teams and my clients every single day like that's just part of the business so i don't necessarily have like a set schedule for when i get it done i just know that like i must get it done so it might be yeah. 2 a.m 3 a.m like if i was busy that day mm-hmm. but i'm still going to be sitting there like getting it done at some point in time yeah um, so yeah, it's kind of chaotic, like, cause I'll usually just plot out my day, like as I go. Um, but as long as that stuff is done somewhere along the way, do you have like, like a checklist or anything? Yeah. So my checklist would really just be like getting at least like usually like two pieces of content made or like three. Um, and at the very least posting like one thing. Um, and if I can't make content that day, then I have to find like, a good video that I haven't posted in a long time um, to at least like repost. Cause at this point I've literally made like thousands of videos. Um, so chances are there's a good amount of people who haven't seen that video yeah. from like, you know, six months to a year ago. Um, so I'll just at least put that up. Um, Cause again, just part of the business um, yeah. and somebody's probably going to find that helpful. Uh, and then making sure that I message my like teams and my clients, then checking my emails, see if there's anything important that came through. Um, and then going through like all like the DMS and stuff like that as well. Uh, do you answer all your DMS? No, I don't. I'm really bad about it. The ones that really stick out to me, I do that have like good questions or that are like impactful. Like for example, I had like a a 14 year old kid hit me up the other day who was like, I was like, dude, I'm like severely overweight. Um, I'm just like feeling really lost. And like, that just like touched me. So I was like, yeah, I I can't answer all of them, but like the stuff like that, that like really touches me. I'm like, I have to make sure that I like, you know, get to them. Um, just cause it's a 14 year old kid. That's like when I started lifting. So like put myself back in their shoes and like, Mm -hmm. you know, everything's confusing. The world's really big. Right. Um, like his mom, like he's on his, he doesn't have income at that point. Like you can't hire me as a coach. So if I can at least give like some kind of motivation or like insight, then that might be helpful. And like, he might message me again, like in five years, be like, dude, like, this is crazy. Like, you know, we talked like all this time ago and now I'm crushing it. And like, yeah, and that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be sweet. What advice would you give someone who, uh, wants to start going to the gym for the first time who maybe is overweight or they're nervous to start or they're nervous about what people will think. And I don't know, like what advice would you give somebody to get started? I think most people's advice would be to like, just start, but I don't find that to be like the most like helpful. Cause it's like, okay, like, what do I do when I get there? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so typically I say like, just if you have anything that you think you might enjoy, like fitness wise, even if it's not like necessarily like lifting, um, find 
somebody impressionable on social media that like you enjoy following and like, like I'm sure there's probably someone for them out there. Um, especially if they're hitting me up and asking for advice, they probably follow a bunch of other fitness people. Yeah. So if they have anyone like that, then like they probably have a program or like workouts that you can try. Um, so I would suggest like finding something to do like before you ever get into the gym, because if you go in there with no plan whatsoever, it's super intimidating. Like even when I first walk into like a new gym, I'm just like, you know, I still feel that to some extent, like, Oh, Whoa, like new gym, like a bunch of like new equipment. Like I could probably figure it out at this point. Right. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, for the average person, everything looks like wizardry in there. Um, it's like, Oh, it's like, I gotta have an engineering degree just to like figure this <laughs> machine out. Especially um, AR yesterday, man. The, the, yeah. They had fucking, I don't know. Everything. There gotta be hundreds of machines in there, yeah, but yeah, shit yeah. that I've never seen. And like we did oh, to some wow. of them. And I was like, can you show me how this works? Cause it's like, <laughs> it looks like a transformer. Or yeah. Something. Very yeah. like unique equipment. And like more people are getting into fitness now. So more gyms are like appealing to like these audiences who know like how to lift at this point. Um, and have like this unique equipment. Yeah. So yeah, finding like a set program to do before you ever get into the gym, I would say is like the biggest thing because now you have a plan and once yeah. you have a plan, you can just execute on that plan versus just feeling lost in this like fitness, you know, like mumbo jumbo, like where everything is kind of just floating around. And so you don't know what to like grab at and pick. Um, yeah. so once you have that, you can just continue doing that. And from there you can kind of like narrow down what you actually like. Um, and I would definitely suggest like trying a bunch of different avenues of fitness, like if, cause lifting is not for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I have like, I've worked with a lot of clients, like, and I'm a lifting, you know, like hypertrophy coach, like lifting is my thing who didn't necessarily want to like go and lift all the time. So we would kind of sprinkle other things in there that they enjoy. Like if they like climbing, if they like swimming, like whatever, like I don't really care as long as like you enjoy it. And it's like how you want to get your fitness in. Like that's mm -hmm. totally fine with me. Um, I think the thing that's like hardest for most people though, is like starting to eat like healthier. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. because like what even is that? Like, cause every food can be enjoyed like in moderation, but like what is moderation to like the average person who doesn't know what like a healthy like lifestyle is. Mm. So usually we'll just start to make like little lifestyle changes, you know, like eat like the exact same shit you've been eating, but I want you to just start adding in some fruit with every meal, you know, like little things like that. Um, because I think it's like 90 plus percent of most like diets will fail and regress, um, worse than it was before. Um, like gaining back all the weight you, um, lost within like a three year period, like after the first year, second year, three year, it goes up and up and up. And like 90 plus percent of people will fail with their diets because they're trying to do stuff that just isn't sustainable. Yeah. So basically making these like little lifestyle changes along the way. Um, even if progression is slower, cause I'll, I'll post people and it makes me so annoyed when people are just like, Oh, that took six months. I'm like, yeah, dude, it took six months. But like now, like they're like happy you know, um, they're not feeling lost. Like they're eating in a way that like they can sustain and continue eating. Like they may not have lost as much weight as like we could have lost in that time, but like they can actually continue doing this. And like the net over the course of 10 years will be that they've like, you know, actually been able to continue this lifestyle versus like yes. a quick three month transformation. Yeah. Like, you absolutely, know, absolutely dude. Yeah. That's, that hits the nail on the head right there. And I feel like, um, like a lot of coaches, it's kind of like an all or nothing approach, right? And so you might have yeah. great transformation results in three months, but like I've gone through the cutting thing and it's like, you just, you, you gotta be, you gotta be a different kind of animal to keep that going on for six months, a year, like longer than that. Cause you know, life gets in the way and stuff like that. But I, I think really, yeah, it's about building those healthy habits to where like maybe somebody's drinking diet soda instead of regular soda or yeah. they're, they're not getting the fattiest dressing on their salad or whatever it is. And I think that's it just, it's like educating people about what that is. Cause 
Cause like, what is a healthy food even? Cause like you can eat a salad that's 1200 calories. Oh yeah. 100%. But you don't know. Cause you don't know anything about the, the macros on it or, or stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's educating people to build those healthy habits for sure. Yeah. And everybody is so different. So like, if I were to be like, I'm sure everybody wants to know like what your diet is like, it doesn't mean that they should be doing the exact same thing. Like how does somebody know or where does somebody look to figure out what's best for their body and their goals? That's the thing. It's, it's really like your own experiment over the course of your life. Just cause like you said, like people really are like very different. Um, and you know, of course, like we we're all human, we all share like a lot. Right. Um, so there will be like a lot of carryover between people, but like your preferences matter a lot. Um, when it comes to especially like nutrition, just because like, even if like a food is very like micronutrient dense, like if you hate the way that food tastes, like you're like, don't force yourself to eat it. There's other options, you know? For sure. Um, so I think that's why like you really just have to try a lot of stuff. Um, and if something's not working out for you, then just take it out. Change it. Right. Yeah. I feel like some of the, like one of the best snippets I've heard from a video like that is like, if you don't like the food, like you're not going to eat it. And I feel like it's almost the same thing with working out. Right. Cause it's like you said, like not everybody's going to lift, but I feel like the important thing is like having a healthy habit and staying yeah. active. So if you prefer running, I don't know why you would fuck running. No, but no, just kidding. But, but like pickleball or like a sport or swimming or climbing or something like that. Like, I feel like that's the important thing. And I think it's way easier to stick with when you actually like enjoy doing something you know a hundred percent yeah like i had a, a client before um who was like pretty obese and just nothing really worked for them they tried you know a dozen different um trainers and stuff like that and what worked for them wasn't really like going to the gym like they really didn't enjoy lifting like that so we ended up like cutting that back to like once or twice a week uh and instead i was just like you seem to really enjoy hiking so why don't you just go hike like twice a week just like take your dogs out there um and in terms of like the diet we're not going to make any kind of like major changes um but instead of like having like these um like snacks you were having throughout the day like maybe just like let's just try replacing that with some like you know like nuts or like fruits uh maybe some like lean protein or something yeah um and just that alone like removing like the little like chips and like sandwiches Mm -hmm. and stuff like they started losing a ton of weight like that and it was just like you know like a a switch was flipped essentially right because they were just hating everything they were doing prior um and like really all they had were like complaints about like everything they were doing so i was just like well if you hate it like why are we doing it you know yeah so let's just like completely like 180 switch it like i know like you you had this idea that you were going to be in the gym all the time but like you clearly don't like it yeah so you know we can do a little bit in there um, but i'd rather just do stuff that you actually enjoy um and let's just worry about like getting the weight off first and then we can always like delve into other stuff later like once we're past that point because like the whole thing about this is just getting healthy and there's not any one right way of doing that Mm. yeah yeah Mm, for sure absolutely yeah um, as far as kind of like mental health aspect goes too, cause uh, we love talking about mental health yeah. on this podcast. As well. Yeah. Are you depressed? <laughs> so I would say that at one point in some points, yeah, for sure. Um, like when I was going like super ham on, mm. um, working, like when I was talking about like being like on my laptop for like 10, 12 hours a day, um, that was really depressing. Like, I remember I was literally about to like put my head through a wall at some points yeah. and I would just like think that oh man, like this amount of work, like I just wish I didn't have to do this. Yeah. Like, I, and I've, I've talked to some of my other buddies before who have like, you know, um, their own like mental health, like battles and stuff too. Like yeah. you start to like, as soon as you start to have those thoughts that it's like, it's almost better to like, if I weren't here than to have to do all this work so much. Yeah. Cause I was getting to that point. Um, and I think, I don't know if I've talked about this before on podcast, but 
um, yeah, you start to have those thoughts and I knew that that's obviously not healthy. Like, yeah, why would I like yeah. even think that? Um, so I kind of like went for as much as I could in terms of my workload. Uh, and then I had to like sit myself down, um, and just like take a look at like what I was doing. Cause it was an extremely like stressful time. Like my business was doing better than ever. Right. Um, like from an outside point of view. Um, but internally I was just like a wreck because I had like no time for anything I wanted to do. I was barely going to the gym. Like my sleep was awful. Like my mm. stress was like through the roof. I like could barely spend time with like my wife, like my dog. So I was like, is this like, really adding to like my happiness or like my yeah. quality of life and the answer was no like i was making more money but like money doesn't really like buy happiness yeah um, after like a certain level like once you have everything you need to like sustain life absolutely um, so i was like I, t I took a step back at that point and just like really reevaluated um because it wasn't worth like just like bashing my mental health um just to like take in more clients yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate you answering that question the way you did. I, I asked it kind of as a bit. No, no, I was curious about that. What changes did you make to give yourself a healthier work-life balance, like to spend time with yeah. your wife and dogs and, and what you love doing? Yeah, asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I really like dialed back on my workload. Um, so I, I pretty much stopped taking clients at that point. Um, whereas, because at that point, I think the day that I stopped, I had like – eight new clients that I was taking in. So I was like, I have to write eight programs um, within the next like two or three days and get all of these out. And I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, Cause I'd, I'd been doing that already for probably like six plus months. Um, and I had this like goal to like get a certain number of clients or like make a certain amount of money. Uh, and at that point I was like, this just isn't worth it anymore. Cause I wanted to keep pushing. And my wife saw that like, it was like stressing me out and like affecting like everything. Um, so she was like talking me through it too. And I was like, you know, that map makes a lot of sense. Um, so she's always been kind of like my support system, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, I always tell her like, I really don't think like the business would be where it's at today. Like if we weren't together, just because yeah. like, she's kind of been like that, like guiding light in a sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was going to ask too, cause you were talking about your daily routine. Like it sounds like there's not really any like days off. Like it's not like a normal job where you have the weekends off. It's yeah. like when you're when your business is like online like that, it's like an, it's every day. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Like when I'm not working or like, I don't make a post that day, it's a big deal. Um, I give myself like a little pat on the back, like, good job. Like you let yourself not work, you know, like yeah. it, it's yeah. a weird And how, and how weird often feeling. does that happen? It's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, like a holiday or like a special event, like with me and my wife, maybe. Um, and usually even on those like days, I'll have already like prepared like something yeah. to post. Yeah. Um, or I'll wake up a little earlier, or be up a little bit later, just to, like get the other like little daily tasks done yeah. um, that I know have to get done anyways. So yeah, even still, like there's typically always some kind of work. I've just prepared it in advance. Yeah. Um, well, does that weigh on you at all? Just having like, just knowing that you got to do stuff every single day. It does. Yeah. Um, just knowing that there's daily tasks. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I'd much rather be doing this than like a desk job. Uh, cause I, I mean, I, even in high school, I always knew like in my head that I could never see myself working in like a cubicle or like an office or anything like that, or just like for anyone in general, just cause I think I have like an issue with like authority. Um, and definitely like authority that I don't see as like somebody that is like bringing me any kind of like new knowledge or anything like that. Um, so there has to be, I guess, like a certain level of like respect for that authority, right? If I'm yeah, going to be working right. for them. Um, and in most of like my previous jobs, I just like felt very stuck in like mm. 
not really what I wanted to be doing. Like when I was working as a manager at GNC for a while, um, I had fun with it um, initially, at least just because like I'm a competitive person and I'm like pretty self-driven. So like the fact that there was like room to grow when I first started working there as like an associate, like, oh, like there's like commission and like, you know, selling, like improving yeah. my knowledge with like supplements. But once I felt like I got everything out of that job, it was pretty much just like, oh man, like, am I going to be here in five years? I hope not. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, does it ever weigh on you being like a, public figure we'll say that instead of influencer yeah yeah, yeah. that, that uh, sounds much somebody better. <laughs> somebody with a big audience that you feel like you have to maintain this level of like people are like people have an inside look at like what you're doing every day so you've got to maintain this level of consistency physique strength like is that ever tough to deal with or or face yeah i, I just don't think anybody should be like subjected to the level of scrutiny that like people who have followings on social media are like on a daily basis because mm-hmm. i mean people are brutal like people are like really mean um and i mean luckily again like i have thick skin and i'll usually just like laugh at like the dumb comments and stuff um but i just like can't imagine like if i took this stuff like personally um you know what was what was the question again <laughs> so, so do you feel like um like obligated to like really stay consistent especially when it comes to things like physique and 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 staying on a good diet and workout routine so much pressure more or less but also like i'm very into presenting like genuinely like what i'm doing um so like if i'm not like on top of everything completely like i'm, I'm honest with people you know um like I, i've been telling people like i've just been like intuitive eating and while this isn't like the best way to make the best progress possible i don't really care yeah um, because it's how i enjoy like living yeah um, absolutely. And i was tracking for like you know like 13 years um like very consistently prior to that so it's like I, i've been doing this for a long time so even if i'm not always tracking i'm still making good progress and while it's not as good as it could be um i'd much rather enjoy life like you know that extra like 10 15 percent yeah um, for than, sure. like really have to be like scrutinizing like everything i'm eating like i was for so long yeah, yeah. and it could be a balance like you yeah. could you could track when you want you could take a break and go back um i know people in the fitness community too who have maybe done shows or or like competed or things like that um, I know body dysmorphia could also be a thing too. Huge. And if, yeah. if you go above your macros, like uh, a few calories or whatever, maybe it could kill you the next day or you look, you know, you look in the mirror and you're like, man, like I didn't, I don't look how I looked when I was cutting for this amount of time and did this. And now I just don't feel good. What tips do you have to come back? I mean, that was me for a long time. Um, yeah, I started lifting at 14 and you start to, or I shouldn't say start to, but for me, I at least started to tie in like my self-confidence and self-worth with like my physique, mm-hmm. which like ultimately ends up happening to like a lot of fitness creators or just people who are into fitness in general, because you now have this idea that like, oh, these like muscles and how you look are like kind of who you are mm-hmm. in a sense. And I mean, like in like reality, like we live in like a, a world where people do judge you based off like appearance. So that is like true to some extent. Um, but I think that now, like having been lifting for so long, I have this like perspective, um, that, I mean, that's not who you are, right? Um, like your appearances and your physique are like not who you are internally. And like, once you can come to terms with that, like you feel much more at peace, uh, and you're not like stressing out that like, oh, like, oh no, like I'm not as lean as I once was, or like as big as I once was. Cause a lot of people ask me how I was dealing. Like I, I tore my pec back in like October or something like that. Mm, uh, and I had to get surgery for that. So I ended up like getting a lot smaller, of course. 
just because like I'm not lifting for like a full month. I'm in a sling, like completely like immobilized. Um, so like my arms shrunk up a ton and people were like, oh, that must be like devastating mentally. And like, it wasn't like the most fun, but like if this had happened five plus years ago, like I would have been way more devastated to get like small and like not be as big, but I'm now able to like see like silver linings in that stuff. Cause I was like, Oh, well now I can like spend more time with like my wife or like, you know, watch some movies, like hang out a little bit. Like I've got an extra like two hours or three hours that I'm not like in the gym or yeah. whatever. Um, so now I just have more time for like other interests. Um, I can catch up on an anime or something like that, you know? Um, yeah. cause it's not like everything you are is lifting is like this physique. Um, and once you can come to terms with that and like understand, like you're not going to be the biggest you are forever. Um, it's a lot more like, I guess, you know, the the storm is, is calmed in your mind in that sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's an important reminder too, cause I, I've been struggling with body dysmorphia since I was put in therapy when I was four for it. Um, cause I hated the shape of my face and I would cry to my parents all the time at four, yeah. you know? Um, it's just a thing that's just been present in my life and forever. Um, but it's, it's good, I think, to important. I heard some someone say this at some point that people don't remember you for or like you really for like be, what you look like. Like even you who's a fitness influencer, I told I didn't tell Colton, hey, you need to like check out this like dude on TikTok because like he's got the he's best got, physique. He's yeah. got big muscles. You know, I was like, I this you have to check out this dude. I like him because he seems knowledgeable and he seems nice. Or I have to like remember like like I don't like Ian and my husband, you know, because like Put that right there. They, I, <laughs> <laughs> because like I don't know because of muscles or because of their physique. I like I think of one and how much I like one because of how kind they were and how they treat others. The other for their hard work, and it has nothing to do with what they look like, you know. And I just think that's important to realize. Like friends, think of your friends and your loved one. Or do you love that person because of the outsides? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it. Uh, you can almost tie it back into tattooing too, because uh, like I feel like the physique at some point it's like it's almost subjective, right? Because like they're. And it depends on like what your goals are. Like you were talking about the other day, how like you just don't want to have like huge legs. That's just like not the physique you prefer. So when it comes to like picking who to follow, like sometimes it's a preference of that, like in the fitness community. And then with tattooing too, it's not necessarily like, oh, this tattooer is better than the other tattooer. It's like, I like this person's style. I want to get tattooed by this person because I like their work. Not necessarily because they're definitively the best. They might be one of the best, but at some point it just comes down to preference. And then again, if they're a good person, you know, if you, if you like how they are online or if you met them in person, then that's definitely a needle mover as far as like who you want to follow or work with or whatever it is. Yeah. I guess you'd really have to like their tattooing and style and like for them to also be like an asshole, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I've talked about this on the show before. It's like, there are very, very few people. Like I could, I could think of one person that if he was a total asshole, I'd probably still get tattooed by him because it's like, okay. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But even there's levels to it. Like, like this person that I'm thinking of is not like an asshole. He just like doesn't really talk that much. So like I'll still get tattooed by him. But yeah, at some point it's like there there are levels where you can't come back from that if you're a certain type of way, you know. So so we, we talked about like scaling content and stuff like that. And I always like to try to tie it back into tattooing. I feel like that's not always 
when it comes to tattooing, especially or when it comes to like one-on-one coaching, you can only take so many clients. So at some point, you know, you can keep, keep building your audience and maybe charging more for your services and stuff like that. But how, what are some ways that like you monetize your content or do you have any besides tying back into your business? Yeah. It's like not using it as like just a pure funnel. Yeah. So it's definitely something that I've thought about a lot um, over the years, of course. Um, So the other ways, like I honestly don't do a ton outside of that just because um, the things that I do do would be like the brands that I work with. So I work with Village Hidden and Iron. They're like an anime, like apparel and like fitness lifting company. Uh, and then I also work with Legion who does supplements. Um, so I'm like a salaried like athlete essentially under both of those mm-hmm. companies. Um, so like that does well, like on its own. Um, and I could have taken, I guess, a lot more brand deals along the way for like clothing or whatever. Um, but the, the whole thing is like, I really don't like working. Well, I, I wish this was like how it was for most people, but like you really shouldn't work with companies that you don't genuinely like, like their products yeah. and like use their stuff. Um, cause I've had a lot of companies like over the years send me stuff to like try out and like potentially be an athlete. And I was like, it looks really good on like uh social media, but then you get it in hand and it's just like falling apart on you. Yeah. Um, and that's just like a company you kind of just like move away from. Right. So that's like the way that I would suggest doing it. Like, cause I mean, brand deals could be like huge for you. Um, but also like staying true to like who you are and like your audience is important. Um, just because people like that, like authenticity, um, and they can tell if you're just like trying to push every single thing that comes your way. Yeah. Um, and anything that like people see me using, they've like seen me using like for a while. I'm like, see me continue to use it and not just for like the span of a post. Uh, and then it never pops up again, like just for that quick little like payout. Uh, so I, I would say that that's probably super important. Like if you're looking to like market yourself, um, cause you really only have like a certain amount of like selling power as, a social media account uh, and depending on the type of content you post, you have more or less than others. Um, like I've always talked to some of my other friends in social media, like, Oh, like these comedy accounts get crazy engagement, but in terms of like their ability to actually like promote and sell product, it's probably lower um, than accounts like myself that have way less followers, but the type of content I push is more like educational. So it's seen as more like, uh, you know, somebody who like knows something versus just like a funny ha ha. Yeah. So like you're much more likely to get somebody to like buy a product. And that's why I think it's so important to stay genuine in that sense, because you have real influence over like what people like spend their money and like purchase, um, which is also part of the reason like I do those like duets and stitches just because like I really hate seeing people like waste like money or time on things that are really like not going to be the best or like efficient Um, and why I feel so like passionately about doing that stuff. Um, just because if I can save somebody an hour time or like, you know, like tons of workouts where they were doing this like crazy thing or like buying these products and that's super worth it to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and I think it, I think it, you, it is important to be genuine with the companies that you, that you support and that you're, you're sponsored by or that you push, because I think people can see through that really mm-hmm. easily and they can see like, okay, this is an ad versus like, if you're wearing some village stuff, you know, like you just like the way it looks. Yeah, so people exactly. are like, okay, he likes it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the quality important. like speaks for itself. Like that's why I liked working for these companies. Cause I'm just like, I mean, if you've like had them in hand then you know, like that they're good. 
Um, and part of the reason I worked with Legion was because like, they always like stood behind their products with like evidence-based, um, like studies. Like they would always have like for each ingredient, they have like each study as to like why they actually included that in their product. So that was one reason I worked with them over like, say a much bigger company, yeah. um, like Optimum or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, um, I think too, if you're a good person, like you, you want to promote like the stuff that you actually yeah, like, right. Because like, you're, you're just not going to be able to push the stuff that you have you have doubts about or stuff like that so it's just a lot easier if you actually like support the product and like and you're a good person and you're not trying to just make money and you're actually trying to help people with like directing them to something that's good you know yeah i mean if i had like a much worse like moral compass i do think like financially i'd be much better off um, <laughs> yeah I, right you know i guess if i was a shitty person i wouldn't feel bad about it but yeah i'd feel awful about it you know as i am now yeah so. <laughs> yeah well so um you know, Deanna asked about it a little bit, but obviously you've built this massive audience on, on TikTok and Instagram besides posting consistently. Are there any keys you think that helped you grow that? Cause I think, I think everybody wants to know, you know? Yeah. One of the big things that I always thought about was one, making it like for your audience, um, knowing who you're speaking to. Uh, and that was one thing that I actually feel like I was doing poorly on, um, throughout like some part of like last year. Uh, just because I kind of shifted away from making my content like I was before for like my clients and like beginner uh, lifters and putting it in a more like relatable sense. And I was starting to shift my content a bit more towards like uh, more people like myself mm-hmm. um, and people who already have like a really good understanding of these concepts. And I was like, oh man, like why is my stuff doing worse? Like, I don't know. Like I feel like the content I'm putting out is really good. And it was good for like what it was, but it wasn't like, for my audience, like yeah. for the people who actually like, like majority of people who follow me. So I would say knowing your audience and like who you're actually speaking to is super important. Uh, and staying true to that just because it can be very easy to start to like shift the type of content you make, um, trying to impress like people within your same field, um, uh, and not necessarily the people who you should be speaking to. Um, so I'd say that's probably one of the biggest things. Uh, and then also ensuring that like whenever you do put out a video, um, with the way that like social media is now, you really need something that's going to like hook people in that first few seconds. Um, so making sure that you have those like good hooks to like get people actually watching the video to begin with. Uh, and that was something I always did. Um, even with my initial videos, like I would try and say something just like super out there, like silly to start the video off, like. I don't know, like, like glutes as big as like, you know, like a bait, like grow glutes, like a bakery or something like that. It's something dumb, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to get people like watching the video um, or commenting on it. Um, so any way that you can like boost engagement in that sense, like make it fun and enjoyable, uh, I think is, is super important. Um, and then also just making content you enjoy too, um, because it, it can wear on you for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I do enjoy the type of content I do make, just the amount of it that I make and post like on a daily basis or like having to do it every day wears on you. So like if you can make it a bit more enjoyable in any way or fashion, that's so important. Yeah. Again, like sustainability. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that even goes back to, and we were talking about like doing workouts and, and anything that's consistent like that, it's way easier to stay with it. If you, if you enjoy it. Um, and then one thing that, um, I think is super important too, and you kind of mentioned it last night is, um, you were talking about basically how you're, you're critical of your own videos and you're willing to change if you notice that people's preferences change and stuff like that. And I think, I think that is super important too, is watching your content back with a critical eye and also analyzing, like if you did something that works better or works not as good, like analyzing what's different 
with the stuff that performs differently, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely try and do that with my content. Um, but the thing is too, like I won't just try it once if something flops. Like I'll try it in maybe like the same way or like a very slightly different way just to make sure that like the concept wasn't a, yeah, yeah, yeah bad or like, you know, maybe it was actually good and like, I don't know, it just didn't get seen by the right people that first time around. So I might try reposting it or like making it in a similar fashion. Um, so if you have a concept that you really like, like don't be afraid to like continue trying it. But like once it's proven to be just like, not working for you, um, yeah. then, you know, just try a bunch of other things. So like I've tried a ton of other ways of posting. Yeah. Well, I still think that involves looking at it critically because yeah, so, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, I, I hate when people are like, Oh, the algorithm's fucking me. Cause, but some, sometimes it is weird. Or sometimes like you'll put out a video that's, we, we just did it with a video. We had, um, we posted like an educational video, video that Willow did got like 750,000 views. And then we posted like almost the same format that with a different artist, equally coolest tattoo and then it got like you know five thousand views on tiktok yeah. as opposed to like seven hundred fifty thousand. super 000. interesting so but sometimes i feel like you do have to be able to be like you have to be critical with like okay this needs to be better or you know have the go through that checklist of like okay i did everything i've got a good hook it's a good tattoo good content or whatever adapt into your niche of like okay let's just try this again and maybe if it still keeps bombing then i need to change something but you know just being able to be honest with yourself about like why your content is performing the way yeah. it is. I do think there are more like weird algo things with TikTok versus like Instagram though. Mm -hmm. Cause literally, cause I mean, I'll, I'll repost the same video to TikTok and Instagram and just like see how it performs differently on each platform is like pretty crazy sometimes. Cause there was a video that I really liked and I like posted. It was like funny. It had like good information in it. Uh, and I knew that like in my head, I was like, this will do well as a video. And it did really well on Instagram. And I got like, I don't know, within the same day, like a few hundred thousand like views. Uh, and then on TikTok, it literally got like within um, like the same time frame, like 10% of that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, yeah, something's going on here with TikTok and I don't think it's my video. Yeah. Um, and that, I guess that's like my way of like, you know, like checking. Um, yeah. cause I have another platform that I can post it on, but I also have like 10% of the followers that I do on TikTok on Instagram. But the crappy thing about like TikTok is that like following doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like no. at all. Um, so, and that's something that I tell tattoo artists a lot is I feel like even if, like if you have the same video, you almost have to tailor it to which platform you're posting on. Cause a lot of the times like a good video is going to do well on both p platforms, but on Instagram, I feel like the way it is now, like most of the people that are seeing your stuff, they follow you already unless you get discovered on the reels page or whatever it is. And TikTok, it's like the opposite. I don't know how it is for your account, but if you look at the analytics on our page, like the stuff that goes viral, like 98% of those views are like from the for you page. So it's people that don't know who you are. So I feel like you especially need a good hook because if somebody's scrolling through Instagram and they, they follow Deanna and they see her, they're automatically going to watch that video because they know there's going to be a badass tattoo at the end of it. But if somebody's just scrolling and they just see somebody tattooing, they might scroll past it because they don't, they're, people have short intentions, man. Man, they're not like they don't know that there's going to be something badass at the end of that video. So I feel like you have to almost cater to your audience in the sense that some platforms, like people, might not know who you are. Yeah, you you have to find a way to stop the like the mindless scrolling. So stop the scroll. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to do something. Yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks for uh, 
Thanks for sharing your your tips and everything. Of course. Yeah, yeah this is a lot of fun. We didn't um, get to Dungeons and Dragons, though. No, we got time. Yeah, you yeah. want to talk You want to talk about some, some nerdy talk. shit? Yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your wife, you said your wife is into it? Yeah, so I've never actually played, but I um, my wife plays like with um, my sister and brother-in-law and some of their friends and stuff like that. And they've been playing for like quite some time now. Um, so I'll probably get into a campaign or two um, once they start their next one. Yeah. Uh, but I think it would be a lot of fun that we were talking about like before, right before this started would be to like um start like some kind of just like out of like left field like podcast where i get a bunch of like gym bros and just make like a dungeon that would dragons. be funny that would be funny. Yeah, yeah like a yeah. bunch of people who have no idea how to play dungeon dragons yeah. maybe have like a dm who's like you know knows what they're doing because that's like the important thing like someone to like guide the yeah. entire group um but yeah i think that would be like a fun concept just to get a bunch of gym bros in there where who, do i invest yeah, <laughs> yeah. also who would your character be who would you want to be that's a great question. Um, I was telling my wife, <laughs> she hates this idea. She was like, she was like, that might be offensive to some people, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, <laughs> I was like, I think it'd be funny to have like uh, an elf, right? Who's mm-hmm. like really, really small, like a little person elf, um, just because they tend to have like this beef with dwarfs and stuff. And like people will like ask them if like they're a dwarf um, here and there and they just get like really offended about it. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't know like what like uh, they'd be like a druid or anything like that because I don't know like what powers they have. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think oh no, they would be a druid because that's one of the only ones that I know because my wife plays that character, um, right. and it would be funny because they can like change into other animals and stuff. But I think it would be funny if the animals they change into were also as small as they were. <laughs> like it was like they they can change yeah. into like a bear, like, like a bear. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a foot tall bear. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. I love it. That's awesome. What well, would I- your character be? Ooh, I don't know shit about D and D. Yeah, um, <laughs> I played I play nerdy stuff before. I played like yeah. Diablo and and Skyrim and stuff. I don't yeah, know, I, I mean like. Baldur's Gate, that new game that came out. I need to play just one like game that. of the year, right? Yeah. Have you played it? I've I've started it, um, but I didn't really get past like the first like fight scene. Um, once you get off like the little spaceship thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I've died to that uh, a few times, and then I just like stopped playing. <laughs> okay, I'll have to try that one. Yeah, I don't know. I had fun being a sorcerer in Diablo. Yeah. Some kind of ranged, yeah. You know, yeah. This is a t- tattoo podcast. You're getting tattooed today, so I wanted to ask about it a little bit. But how did you get into tattoos? So I knew I always wanted a tattoo. Um, like since college, I had been like thinking about different tattoo ideas, and like thank God I never got any of those tattoos. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, <laughs> there, were, there were a lot of ideas over the course of like my so college. I did end up getting a lot of those tattoos, and yeah. they're gone now. Yeah, they're yeah. almost gone. Yeah, you got you went over them. Uh, or lasered off La- or both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very good. Because uh, that, that would have been me right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, luckily I waited. Um, and my first tattoo was like kind of like family tattoo. Because um, I was like, that's a safe option. Like I'll, I'll get little like symbols and stuff like that that kind of represent my family. So first one I got was like a, a building like in my dad's hometown that he told me he would like play in as like a kid. Um, and then like the different like flowers and like the snake and stuff like represent like, you know, like the women in like my family and um, so that was like a nice, like sentimental tattoo. But like, as soon as I got that one, I was like, all right, like <laughs> it's addicting, dude. It's addicting. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. that first one. You're like, dude, I can just do this. You know, <laughs> super. Cause I, I really liked the way it looked and like, I liked her style and everything. And I was just like, well, like now I can get like good quality tattoos. And I really liked, uh, like mythology when I was growing up. Cause I read a ton of like, we would go to the library and I get like 20, 30 books and just like crush that in a week. And like, you know, like half of those Flex. would be just like mythology books. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just like be reading about like Greek mythology, like Norse mythology. Um, so 
I ended up getting like a few of those tattoos. Um, just like, I guess represent that. But now I'm just like, I look at it more as just like art on your body Mm -hmm. and just like cool stuff. Um, and I have a lot of friends like that too. Like they'll just like give creative freedom to like their tattoo artists, like put some dope shit on me. And I'm like, I I think that's really, really cool. And as long as it like fits like the theme now, um, that's kind of where my head's at. I just want something that like looks cool. Yeah. That's the best. That's, that's the way to get the best tattoos is trusting your art as they like fuck me up. I feel like every every like tattoo collector like that's their journey. They start out with like, okay, I want this to represent this, and they're they're like, you know what? I just want something fucking cool, you know, or from this artist. Yeah. yeah. So so who have you been tattooed by? So um, we we met at the uh, Golden State Tattoo Expo. He was there getting tattooed by um, Clay Rodriguez, who mm-hmm. I guess he's in Denton now, but he was out in L.A. for a while at Ganga. Yeah, he was at Ganga, and I know he has a shop in like Dallas too. Yeah. Um, so. Who yeah. Deanna used to work with at, at Dark Age. Awesome, yeah. awesome artist. Super nice, dude. Yeah, very nice guy. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. We had a great time. Yeah, yeah. we uh, randomly, we used to live like in Dallas. I guess he lived closer, but we we ended up running into him like at the mall one day and then like mm-hmm. literally outside our apartment complex one day because he was like going to a Maz game or something like that. But yeah. super yeah. cool, dude. But anyway, so who else have you been tattooed by? Uh, so I've been tattooed by Clay and then uh, Lynn. So she was the first person to do my tattoo and she did a, a lot of mine. Like she did my like side piece on my ribs and then mm-hmm. like um, the forearm tattoos that I have as well. And like a bunch of my wife's tattoos. Yeah. So yeah, they, I just like consider her, like a friend now too. Cause like we've been like sitting there when you sit there with somebody for like, you know, like 40 plus hours, right? Um, <laughs> you start yeah. to get to know them pretty well. Um, yeah. So I think that's, oh, and then Migs also up in Canada. Um, he came out to uh, California and he did like the tattoo on the, the back of my arm. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. He, he's, he's got some awesome black and gray realism tattoos. I was like checking them out yesterday because I, I saw him in California, but I wasn't able to like really look up close, but we were at the gym. And I was like, yeah, I appreciate got some that. Good work on you. So yeah, it's, it's cool. Like you. before I had tattoos, I always felt bad, like staring at people with tattoos just because I like, like looking at the tattoos and I'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to think I'm like weird or anything, but mm-hmm. now I totally get it. Cause it's just like, and people like, I don't know about you guys, but like, uh, if I see people like looking at like my tattoos and stuff, I'm just, I don't really think anything of it at this point now. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's probably just, you know? Yeah. Do you, um, are there any like negative effects or like anything that's cautioned you about getting tattoos just because of the industry you're in? Cause I know like you, you compete, you get on stage and I know like a lot of people like shy away from getting tattooed because they don't want their, yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Um, and I totally recommend people like who are into bodybuilding to like not get tattoos. Um, if you can help it, like if that's like what you really want to do, um, just because it can potentially affect like how you look symmetrically, like on stage and like the tan helps to some extent. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's still like covers up your skin. Um, and it's not going to be the same on the other side. Uh, so yeah, I, that was something that I thought of for a long time. Um, but at this point, like, I like competing, but it's not like everything I want to do. So if that does affect me to some extent, I just don't care as much anymore. Yeah. Um, just cause I'm not going to let like competing stop me from doing something that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and there's also like a bunch of people have won like big shows that have tattoos. So that's also reassuring as well. So it's like, as long as you're like undeniable up there, then chances are you'll still do fine, but you have to be undeniable at that point. Cause if you, there's like person A and person B, they have the exact same physique. Um, and person A has tattoos. Like I would lean more towards person B probably winning. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's getting so common nowadays yeah. too. And not, and not for like bodybuilders to be like totally covered, but I feel like it's super common for them to have to have tattoos or at least on like 
not like the most important places of your physique, like your forearms and, and stuff yeah. like that. That's not no, like 100%. gonna affect like your the way people see your shape. And That's stuff. exactly why I got it on my forearm first, and why I have like all of them basically on this left side because most of the poses where you can pick what side you want to pose on, I hit it on the right side. Yeah. Um, and also I have a really hard time like flexing the obliques on this side, so I was like, I'm just gonna blast that and like cover it with nice. something. Yeah. Um, and then you know maybe they won't even see it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, anything else uh, you want to talk about while we're here? Anything else you want to tell the world? How do you sit? Uh, how do I sit? Yeah, when you're well, getting tattooed, yeah. Really well. Um, like, I could Flex. literally fall asleep. Um, <laughs> it, like, for the arm tattoos, as we're all, like, a breeze. It was just, like, this rib tattoo here that I was, like, clutching the table and, like, squeezing my phone. Like, couldn't even, like, look at anything for a while. I was just, like, staring at the ceiling, feeling I was being, like, cut into. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I could typically, like, fall asleep for a tattoo. Um, yeah. Yeah, it feels nice. Yeah, dude, the, I'm telling you, the stomach, tattooed. the ribs is the fucking worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even listen to my book when I'm getting tattooed. And I don't hear any of the words happening. <laughs> oh, no. Every hour is just like dragging. <laughs> yeah. Yes, every She minute. was telling me her last session, she's like, I've never like had time go by so slowly before. <laughs> I was like, I was trying not to look at the clock and, and I'm like, okay, about 30 minutes has gone by. Three minutes passed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how? It has never gone by so slow. Yeah, when she was doing this this uh, tattoo, I would look down and I was like, oh, we're just on the wing. Like that's cool. yeah, <laughs> like a whole bird. Like cool. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I feel like the like the worst thing you can say as a tattoo artist is be like, oh, like we're almost done. Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? Does it mean I have two minutes left? Does it mean I have two hours left? You know, or yeah, how yeah, long yeah. do I need to white knuckle this yeah. table? We're about to find out today, though. I hear him might I pass out, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just say it for the cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as she starts, I'm screaming. Like, yeah. You're like, I'm just sleeping. Yeah, yeah, I really just passed out. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for being on. This was, yeah, this was a lot of fun. You. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Thanks like, for having Like me. I said, we, we normally have, like, a tattoo artist guest on the podcast, but I always feel like it's fun to hear from people from different industries and stuff yes. and see kind of what the parallels are, especially when it comes to, like, marketing and social media and stuff and just see, you know, see how – you you built your success and kind of examined some of the challenges maybe you faced and how they can apply to our industry or anybody's industry, man. So yeah, yeah. I love talking yeah. about this stuff. So appreciate yeah. it, guys. Yeah, and 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 again, man, uh, just hanging out with you last night, like it's it's yeah. I don't know. You said never meet your heroes, but sometimes it's cool, you know, because uh, I, I you you just put yourself out there as a really nice person on social media, and I can say for a fact, like you're a super nice dude. Like thank you. Like yeah, just yeah. seeing you around the gym and and meeting your fans and stuff. Like it's it's really inspiring, dude. It's awesome. You can yeah. see how a person really is by the way they treat people that can't do anything for them back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm big example. on just being a decent person. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> That's great. awesome. It's great to see. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming out, man. I'm excited uh, for the tattoo the next Me couple of days. It should be Me awesome. Yeah. 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 Hopefully I don't mess up. Yeah. <laughs> Slip. <laughs> well, um, uh, follow uh, JP online at JPG Coaching. That's the hand. Is that the yep. handle on both That's, TikTok and yeah, Instagram? Everywhere. Cool. And then uh, follow the podcast at Eden.pod on Instagram, at Eden Body Art Studios on TikTok, Instagram. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.